In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Could be God. Better answer it. So, I have to share with you that the very first homily that I ever preached when I was a seminarian was on this gospel passage. And I've always loved this woman, this Samaritan woman. I've always admired her response to Jesus. Now, let me just give you a little bit of history here. The Samaritans were looked upon by the Jews as cultural, ethnic, and religious half-breeds. They were considered unclean by the Jews. As a matter of fact, if a Jew was traveling in, from the south in Judea up north to Galilee, knowing that Samaria was in the middle, they would go all the way around Samaria to get to Galilee. And vice of, the opposite would occur if they were going from the north to the south. So it's very, very interesting that Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus goes straight to this area of Samaria, to this well of Jacob by the village of Sychar, because he knows he's going to encounter this woman. And that his encounter with this woman, not an accident, purposeful, is going to not only change her life, but it's going to, going to change the life of hundreds, if not thousands, of people that she comes into contact, starting with her own family, extending to her fellow villagers, and beyond to the greater Roman Empire. Now, it's also interesting that she comes to draw water at high noon. The normal time to draw water would be either in the morning or in the evening in the cool of the day. But she doesn't do that. She and she alone draws water at the sixth hour, which is 12 noon, when it is the hottest in that area. And that's because she was an outcast in her own village. Because she had had five husbands, and the man that she was living with currently was not her husband. So even among the Samaritans, she was not looked upon as pure and upstanding. Now I want you to remember that she came to the well to draw water and that she was carrying a large jar to fill up water for her family. But after her encounter with Jesus and after she realized that he was offering her living water, meaning the Holy Spirit, she left her jar at the well and forgot all about why she came there in the first place. Another thing that I want you to take note of, and I want you to imagine if you were in her position, and if Jesus or anybody 
told you that you had had five husbands and that the person that you were now living with was not your husband, which was probably your biggest secret, the thing that you were the most ashamed of, how would you respond? If a person told you the thing and exposed the thing that you were most ashamed of, that you wanted to keep secret, would you keep listening? Would you be shocked? Would you be ashamed? Would you be embarrassed? How many of us, when we get thrown off, stop listening? But not this Samaritan woman. When she was told all of this, when the deepest part of her inner life was exposed, she said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And then the conversation went from every day to the most important things, the ultimate things in the universe. And when she realized who she was talking to, even a little bit, she left her stone jar, her, her jar, her water jar there, and she went back to her village. She told her family, and she told all the other villagers. She was so changed so amazed that she began to share with everybody. And notice that when Deacon Paul was reading the gospel, it says that many, many people of that village believed in him based on her testimony. So you can imagine if she was an outcast, if she was not looked upon as upstanding, how fervently and how convic convincingly she was sharing her encounter with someone who told her all about her. I want to tell you that we know the rest of the story of this Samaritan woman, that she had two sons and five sisters, and all of them converted to Christianity, that she began to travel after his crucifixion and resurrection and ascension, after she was baptized all over the Roman Empire, sharing her encounter, her testimony, with whoever would listen to her. The church calls her equal to the apostles because of the effect of the change that took place in her life on other people. It was almost equal to that of the change that happened to the apostles themselves because they witnessed the empty tomb and the risen Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, she's also considered a great martyr. She was actually arrested by the emperor himself. She drew the attention of the emperor because she was upsetting the peace of Rome to such a degree because she was having such an impact through her teaching and her preaching on the people around her. They arrested her and threw her in a dry well, and there she found her death and Passover into eternal life. They heard that she came to faith at a well, and so they thought, what an irony, we'll throw her to her death by a well. But she no longer was seeking 
just what the earth had to offer her. Remember when the disciples came back to the well and they saw Jesus speaking with the woman and they noticed that he hadn't eaten anything? And he was asked by them, aren't you hungry? And he responded, I have food that you do not know about. My food is to do the will of the Father who sent me. That is what nourishes me. That is what sustains me. That is what energizes me. And this is also true of the Samaritan woman who became at her baptism Fotini. Fotini means the illumined one. I love her so much that I named my third daughter after her, Fotini. And may she continue to grow in illumination. And may anybody who knows somebody or is named Fotini, may God grant you or them many years. Or Fotios, it's the male derivative. But she was no longer concerned about what the earth or the world had to offer her. All she was concerned about was the living water that she had received through her baptism and her chrismation when she received the Holy Spirit. So my dear brothers and sisters, the church fathers place this story in her memory during the Paschal season for two reasons. One, because of the reference to living water, which points us ahead to Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, but also because we see a radical transformation in her life a conversion that stands her former life on its head. And we know that the power of the resurrection today in the life of the church is personal transformation, your transformation and my transformation. Christ is risen, and the proof of that is that we are being changed. We are being healed of the effects of the fall, and we are being illumined so that we too can understand just who God is and allow him to change our life. And my dear brothers and sisters, as our life is changed, may we be an instrument of transformation to the people that we encounter, just like St. Fotini, the Samaritan woman, great martyr and equal to the apostles. May, through her intercessions, our life be a source of light and living water to others. Amen.